Come on in, guys. Welcome back to Talking Llama. We're a day late here. Uh, Jared's out of town. I was at a Black Panther early showing last night, Wednesday. Uh, but Chris, always gracious to join us. We always get him once or twice, it seems like. So happy to have you here, Chris. Always happy to be here, Teebs. Matt. Either way it works. Not, no one listening probably knows the Teebs, but we don't, don't need to get into it. It's a, What's his name? It's it's my name. It's my name. Uh, so before we get into this week's episode, what are let's get some, some of your general thoughts. Like what are you liking, disliking about the season? overall impressions big you know big picture stuff um you know i i think this i think survivor learned a lot from seasons 41 and 42 where it seems like they did listen to their fans a bit and i think they've really toned it down with having too much of the general storyline be just on the advantages and and how hard survivor is and and it feels like we've gotten back to just seeing the survivors play. There's still maybe a few too many advantages and twists for my liking, but I think they're doing it better. Um, <clears throat> take the beware advantage, for for example. I am much more okay with, you know, not. I'm, I'm happy we don't have those phrases. The beads was kind of fun to watch happen. One strong opinion I have is that I wish all of the beware advantages were different so that you could keep secret more easily like if you have an idol or not it seems like in modern survivor here they almost are designing it so everyone is going to know about your idol and advantages um and that maybe that's how they want it i wish they wouldn't uh it'd be more fun to see people be a little sneakier with it we'd get some more just shocking plays of someone using an idol when everyone else has no idea that they've done it i think that's more fun it makes for way better TV moments. Think of like when Parvati played two idols and um, heroes versus villains, or when Wentworth negated a thousand votes against her. And with, with that, like two of the best idol plays of all time. Absolutely. It only you, happened because nobody knew about them. Yeah. And, those, those are some of the great moments of all time of Survivor. And, and we're not going to get that if, if they keep doing stuff like this. Yeah. I, I agree with a lot of what you said. And Jared and I have talked talked on that a little bit. But they are seemingly continuously tweaking aspects of the game. You know, they got rid of the um the the time turner and the, the doer dies and coming back. Yeah, things like that that are positive steps. Uh, but yeah, the beware advantage still needs some more tweaking, but they're moving in the right direction but who um who have you been liking this season you know regardless of if they're in the game or out maybe a little bit of both or do you, do you have a favorite who was gone yeah, earlier that's a great question um man it's it's an interesting cast this this time where uh, i don't i i like i don't dislike any of them but i i don't know i'm not like in love with too many people um i would say my favorite by far uh would have to be cody uh cody is just a firecracker of commentary and 
generally very enjoyable to watch whatever he is doing. I want always want more Cody. Um, Gabler is very entertaining. He's a goon, but he's very entertaining. <laughs> uh, so love that he's. I can't believe he's still here, but I love that he's still here. I feel like he's the kind of player where he can go out early, but if he gets over a certain hump in the game, he can kind of cruise in terms, yeah. not in terms of winning, but in terms of making it far, he's just going to cruise for it, for a good while. It feels like we could be at that point right now where he could make the final three. Uh, there's no reason he couldn't. Um, let's see some other people, you know, it's, there's some people that I, I respect the games they are playing, but they're not like the most entertaining people, um, to like those two people I would say are Carla and Jesse, which I feel like are rock solid players. Everything they're doing is incredible. Yep. I think they both have great chances to win both of them just kind of quietly controlling the game and, and being socially doing very well socially. Um, so I, I respect that, but like, I, you know, they're, they're not Cody out there. They're not, or, or Gabler. A um, couple more notable people. Uh, I like Owen. Owen, Owen's just kind of solid. I, he's, you know, I, I, I find myself cheering for him sometimes. Um, I'm enjoying Sammy more than I thought I would as well. Pet cremator. I, I laugh every time what that a, comes up on his lower third. What a job. That's incredible. You know, he, yeah, he's a 19 year old kid and he's from the get go. He's playing a bold game. He's talking a big game to the camera. And I, I had him pegged as someone going out really early. Cause I thought he was going to be just too much, um, but he's he's kind of found his footing in the game. Every, but every next episode, I'm kind of like, oh boy, Sammy, like, watch it. Don't go too crazy here. Um, but yeah, other than that, I don't know. I, I like everyone. No one, no one is like, almost no one is incompetent. I would say, and everyone's, I don't know, playing playing some, doing some interesting gameplay. Uh, so yeah, it's I when you know. when you say almost no one is incompetent. Who is uh? Yeah, who is, who, who is the the outlier there? And I feel kind of bad because I like the guy, but I I don't know Ryan. Yep, uh, he's he's and he's, you know I feel he's like, not good at the game. No, he's not. He's a good fisherman, but he's not good <laughs> at the game. Um, yeah, he's I, I like him, but eh, yeah, sorry, nothing sorry. against him on a personal level. He's just sh- he just shows time and again that he's not strategically. Yeah where you need to be for the, for this game. A um, couple other examples of that come up mm-hmm. this week, which we'll get to. Oh, for sure. um, so let's just jump into it. We get yep. to um, the Dwight vote and you know they're doing their, their normal rehash. Cody was surprised that Sammy jumped on board um, with the plan, but Sammy smartly, I say, he realized that Dwight was the vote. So if you can't do anything to change it and you know the vote, get on the right side of the numbers. So a nice kind of subtle move, I thought, from Sammy, um, kind of show. I've always thought he's had a, he's had kind of his finger on the pulse of the game for most of the time, and this is just an an example of something. It's not going to be a winning move, this thing that you know voting for Dwight, but it's that type of awareness that I think points to someone who can go far in the game. I I agree with you. I I think where I kind of got it wrong with Sammy is I heard some of his interviews to the camera super cocky and arrogant almost um and i kind of just took that as oh he's not going to be great but i i think he gets it i think he's a sharp player who 
who maybe also is very good at kind of toning himself down to his tribe mates, but then being outrageous on camp, like when he's doing his confessionals, which I, which I love. Um, so that's, that's the way you got to do it. Oh, that's, that's what I would try to do. I, I, I'm always surprised more people aren't super outrageous on the confessionals. I feel like that's when you can just let it out. Like you're, you're trying to appease all these people, make yourself not stand out. And, and you know, the, when you're one-on-one with the camera, that's when you can let it loose. I think the thinking there would be that you're trying to stay the same person the entire time that you're, you're drained mentally and emotionally and physically the whole time that trying to turn things off and on might just make that worse. That's fair. But I, I do agree that more people should do that is do the, the solid level-headed stuff with the tribe mates and then just go off on, on, on confessionals. And you get it, you get it occasionally, if not a full season instances here and there, but, but Sam is a good example of that. Um, so then they're, they're talking about the knowledge is power. What did you think? when when they found one the the advantage just sitting in the well where you're for sure going to be with people when you find it and then to learn that the knowledge is power got voted out of the game and they just shoved it right back in i hate i hated every minute of it it was it was just a forced like i i feel like the producers came up with this knowledge is power advantage and they're like okay someone's gonna use this and do it make a spectacular move and it just hasn't worked yet it it hasn't worked and they are eager to get someone to do this so they just shoved it down our throats it's like oh it's in the well oh all right let's let's see let's see it happen but but when everyone sees it and everyone knows what everyone has it's it's not gonna have the same effect um so yep pretty disappointed wish they just left that out of the game yep out of the i was i was thrilled when when Gio got voted out and he had the knowledge of power with him, I was so happy about that. Just get that nonsense out of here. I was I was furious when it when it popped up again last week. When I don't know when they're gonna learn. We'll see what happens. You know. So I'm curious what you think about this. I, I think if if they brought the knowledge of power back in later seasons, I, I think I'd be okay with it. If it were, you know, someone gets it secretively and it's not in your face. And if they make it so that idols and advantages are way less obvious who has them. And that's the if thing. Someone, yeah. Right. If someone could get the knowledge as power and then, you know, they're like, oh, wow, I don't know if anyone has anything. And they have to now be a detective and go go around questioning people and trying to just urge them to open up to them. And then they successfully take that good social play and backstab someone with it. That could be really awesome television, but it's not going to have the same effect right now. It'd be, it'd be way better that way. That's a great point right now with the, with the journeys they do, you may not know who gets it, but you know, the three people right? at any any given time who might have something. And with the, with the phrases from the first two seasons, now the beads this season, it's not exactly you're not doing Batman level detective work to figure out who has what or who has something or who might have something. You just need to be paying all you know attention to the game, which you should be doing anyway. Right. And you're gonna it, you may not know exactly, except in, unless you're gonna backstab an ally, but you're gonna have a pretty good idea of either these people do or these people don't, and you can really narrow down who you know who to go after there. 
But yeah, it'd be way better if things are less obvious there. Um, but speaking of people not knowing things, so Janine, she had given her idol to Dwight at you know just before tribal council last week. Dwight gets voted out seemingly with her idol until we learn in the first couple minutes that just before tribal, Dwight had given that idol to Jesse, who now free and clear, everybody is on board that Dwight had the idol. Janine's idol is out of the game with Dwight. Jesse, bravo. You didn't necessarily, I mean, I don't know what he did to get Dwight to give him the idol in the first place, but right now, I'm just going to give him a credit for a good move because he's in an amazing position. Completely secret idol. Incredible. And and Jesse's a, a proven to be a good player. He's not telling anyone about this. And I don't know. I think his odds of winning the game have gone up a lot. He's in he's in a good spot. You know, I was I was waiting too for when Janine in Tribal, as it, she was realizing Dwight's getting voted out, she kind of, you know, she's putting her hand out like, okay, give it back to me. Give it back to Not me. Not allowed. I know I was waiting to see, because I, I, I thought, obviously, I we all thought Dwight had the idol. I was waiting to see if this was going to come into play and it was going to be kind of sketch. I, I don't know. I don't know. So it was a fun, fun twist. I'm glad. I think producers of Survivor, you did a good job not telling us about this at all until the next episode. That was a fun moment for all of us to get to experience. I I completely agree. I think it 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 had such a bigger effect, letting it just simmer for an entire week for everyone to think about, oh man, poor Janine, just no idol. Now this is one out of the game. Is it gonna come back into play? And then Jesse just got it. I love it. Now did you did you know um that you look it up and you know before that Dwight could not have given Janine the idol back once he realized he was the vote? I I mean we've discussed this because this came up on Australian Survivor too and so so that so what some people were talking about is so that was after the votes were done mm. and so like I see so I, I see. think it was Kaz maybe or Kez maybe in Aussie one one of the one of the one of the, the space bun alliance I think the vote was done and they give it back in this case people were wondering when Dwight started seeing himself getting votes could he give it back to her. That's and that's but that's also a no. It should be. I'm glad. Yeah, once, I'm glad once that Jeff is. says, "Do you want to play an idol?" and no one plays it, it's you know it's like locked in, like cemented to you, if you will, that you can't do anything with it until tribal is done. Good, good. Okay, I like it. Yeah, because there, there were a lot of questions on that last week. Um, so it so Dalton Ross specifically asked Jeff in their weekly Q and A what the rules are there. So he clarified it with with a, in black and white. Good. And also. Jesse has Dwight as uh, Cody's idol too, and now that one, I'm sure Cody will ask for it back. Um, but if Jesse's feeling frisky or if Cody gets on his nerves, he doesn't have to give it back. But this something is, to this is true. Something to I, just note. But I feel like I, I feel, feel like, like that won't be an issue. Yeah, I feel like he'd be really pushing it if he did that. I, I think it's best. I'd even consider just giving it back to him right now. Then yeah. everyone, okay, I have no, I have nothing. Just leave me alone and then he can keep his I, I would even guess that Jesse gave it back to him and we just never saw it because it just sure doesn't mean anything didn't nothing came from it and so Janine now is just I mean she's just on the outs of the outs like you gotta feel bad for her she oh, she do. just like can't get a grip in the game can't get her footing and obviously it continues <laughs> at, at the vote but she 
she's had a rough go of it the last few weeks. You you got a feel for Janine. I, I you know I she seems like a solid player. I, I have I have nothing against Janine at all, and she's like the nightmare scenario. Like if you ever make it on Survivor, you know you dream of all the awesome things you're gonna do, and you don't want to be Janine. That's a uh, it's rough. Well, I've got, I've got a question for you then. Yep. Would you rather be Janine? You get screen time. People know who you are, but nothing's going right for you. Or Heather, who by all accounts on the island was involved in the in the plans, was a key member of alliances, but just got zilch on screen. I'd be Janine. You know, I mean, I would take Jan- getting to be on Survivor and having happen to me what happened to Janine. She's you know she'll leave the game disappointed and in, in think always having it will haunt her the rest of her life what could have been with that idol and just how things went but at the end of the day you did pretty well you were a respected player on survivor who got plenty of airtime because people liked you the producers liked you so yes i would much rather be Jimmy there i just that's what I figured you say. I just want to clarify. Um, Owen, like Janine, is feeling a little worried as well. He's He's been out of the loop on two votes, but he realizes it. And how can you not after missing two votes? But some people are just oblivious. And and he he knows he needs to kind of take action. But numbers are definitely not in his favor. Um, It's kind of him, Noel, and Janine, and Gabler. So they're down 7-4. Four, four, but their kind of silver lining is what are the chances that this final seven or this group of seven becomes the final seven, which is a fair point. I mean, then even Sammy before too long comes to them, you know, there's, there's one already and looking for opportunities. Obviously it doesn't work out this week, but he's got to keep at it and find, find a crack somewhere uh, to keep working in. So I, I think Owen, Owen's down, but not out. I think he's still got, got a lot of game potentially left to play there. Um, Let's see here. And then so then we get the people talking about food. All all the food. So clearly this is going to lead to something at the reward. Did you think it was going to be just a regular rice thing that they end up doing? Do you think it was going to be anything different? I, I don't know why I forgot that what happened has happened in 41 and 42. I thought it was going to be and I like this much better. I thought it was going to be, hey, here's a bunch of food. If you feel safe, choose the rock and don't compete. Um, that's, that's, and you can eat while everyone else competes. That's what I thought it was going to be, but, but no, it was that, um, I don't know. What do you like better between those two? I, I don't know. I'm not like a huge fan of either. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think which, if I actually would even be able to decide which one I prefer over the other, sure. the, the rice is kind of, is kind of fun because you're asking basically half the tribe to make a group decision that mm-hmm. you're not like if you're if you're not giving up your spot you're affecting everybody yeah whereas if if it's chris do you yep. want this cheese pizza or do you want to compete for immunity right, it's right. just for you maybe yep. maybe your alliance gets a little pissed off at you but basically it's just it just it just affects you mm-hmm. or if it's That's in the middle of a challenge like oh you've been going for 25 minutes do you sure. want to keep going or, or take this cheeseburger or whatever it might be that I like when it's more of a group decision. And then you, and then if you see people step forward and then nobody else does, then how, then how do people, how did the, how does that get perceived? Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I prefer the rice, but that's fair. I, you know, I'm not, I, I'm not you, in love with either. 
I think you you talked me into it a little bit. I I think the only thing I like about the other is it's it's just fun. I think because it's often like more awesome food and you can stuff your face for a while. And I, I don't know, it's just enjoyable to watch this. But but I do agree. The rice thing leaves leaves us, uh, you know, gives us very interesting decisions and social interactions, which happened. Yeah, the thing I like about the the mid challenge temptations is that exactly that you're mid challenge you've gone 15 20 25 minutes however long it is and then it's well i've got already gone 20 minutes can i go 20 more can i go 30 more can i go an hour more or do i want to give up eat this food for 15 minutes and maybe get voted out because of it so i, I like that aspect to it that you're trying to figure out where's your line of being pot committed to the challenge i have one counterpoint that i that i always love seeing is uh I do love watching people because, you know, at that point, you you have an idea of how good you are at the challenge and how much longer you think you can last. I love when they give them the choice right away and people think that they're going to be good at the challenge and have a chance and they get out in five seconds and everyone else is then just stuffing their face. They have to go sit next to them. That that's incredible. Yes, I love love those moments. We love we love a little misery on on the island there. Mm So then we get Sammy talking to um, he's part of the seven, but isn't quite sure where he fits in, thinks he's probably at the bottom. So then, like I mentioned, he goes to talk about joining with Owen, Noel, Ginny and Gabler. He's just going to find one more person. It could be in business, but we'll see what, what happens there. And this episode, before getting to the challenge, it had a lot of just like regular camp life to it, which not a lot of big moments, but we got some some personal backstory from Owen, um, mm-hmm. some stuff. Uh, with with Carla and, and Jesse in particular, but no journey, which I'm always happy about. What did you think of the of the balance there of just kind of showing them just kind of hanging out at camp? And it wasn't even necessarily all strategy talk. It was great. You know, it's it's like it's character development in your season. It's it's showing, you know, making us care more about these contestants of Survivor and getting to see some of their stuff in their lives and their, you know, where they come from and makes makes for better moments when they're then doing strategic things later this is something that i i mean you and me are on the same page about is australian survivor crushes it with this they have their longer episodes they can fit more of that fun stuff in there while also still having strategic things and it just yeah it just makes it a better experience as a whole excellent so to the challenge we get a no, or it's kind of a standard challenge with a little bit of a, a twist to it. It's a balance something on a pole, add sections to the pole as you go, drop and you're out. Instead of a statue, though, they had a ball. Now, I've never done anything remotely similar to this. I feel like the statue would be harder than the ball. And I'm a little disappointed. They, you disagree? I disagree. Yeah. I I think it was easier than it seemed. And I feel like some people understood how to do it and others didn't understand how to do it. Interesting. I would yep. think the statue, cause it's, it's because of I'll, the shape. It's like, it's like, it's not, it's not like tall, but it's, it's like thinner. There's more surface here, area to get hit by the wind. I'd feel here's, like here's why I think, wait, I'm sorry. Are you saying the statue is easier or the ball is easier? I'm saying the ball is easier. Oh, Sorry, that's my fault. I agree with you. I, I miss <laughs> I misunderstood what you were saying at first. I agree. Ball is much easier. Unless unless it's like pretty bouncy and if you get close to the edge, it can just kind of jump up and go off. It didn't seem like it was overly bouncy though. 
And maybe they wanted it to be easier. Maybe they thought the statue sure. was, was too I hard. I mean, it can go higher if it's easier. But what yeah. the kind of what I was getting at here is like how how to do it is you saw some people's poles were quite angled and the ball staying on there. I feel like that's the key is actually not to keep the pole completely straight up and down and to have it barely angled. So the ball is resting against the, the like lip of the thing that it's on and not like wobbling around. If your pole's wobbling back and forth and the ball's rolling back and forth, it's going to at some point go over. But if you have a barely like a little bit of an angle, you can just kind of keep the ball there the whole time. And I think you can get pretty high. Yeah. I, I would definitely agree that if you, get it into a balanced spot on the on the on the edge it's better than trying to always maneuver around so that part might make the ball harder if you're thinking people are going to try to keep trying to keep the pole straight and keep the ball like in the center if you will mm-hmm. but yeah if you can figure out how to get it on the on the edge and just just camp it there then you're probably in business yeah i think you know thinking about these more like the easier one of these survivor focus balance endurance challenges the the easier it is the harder it is in my opinion where like it's gonna go for a long time if it's easy you know like some of the australian survivor challenges and old school uh american survivor challenges you could be there for hours and and that's harder if you ask me that's like it's more willpower less skill i think which which i'm always in favor of i want more willpower just whoever wants it more is gonna win yeah, no, that's a really good point because you have something like we've done challenges before, you know, like remember the one we've done where you bounce a ping pong ball mm-hmm. like on your on your wrist. Yeah. When you find a spot for it, it can just camp there for a long time. Yeah. But you've got to be in it for a long time to do it. Mm-hmm. And if you're doing something that's difficult, it requires concentration. You're always maneuvering. Your your focus is always there. And how many times do you see someone, you know, look down for a split second and that's when something falls down? Yep, absolutely. Yeah. The ones the ones where there's a little bit of like like a small pain factor and on discomfort factor and not a big one right away is actually the worst. Those are the hardest challenges in my opinion. All right. So this one, Probst tells them. We assumed this would be the case, but Probst does say for sure that next person voted out will be the first person in the jury, which not a surprise, but nice to have it confirmed. Um, and then he brings out the rice. So he brings out a rice that says is enough for every player for four days. Longer if you ration, but five of the six players, which is less than half, Chris, if you didn't know that. He made a point to mention that. Still, still less than half, guys. That's yeah, close as you can get without being over half, though. Um, if five players sit out, and so Sammy, James, Carla, and Jesse step up pretty quick. Cassidy not too far behind. And I don't know. There's not really much to talk about with that part, unless, unless you think there's anything worth mentioning of who stepped up. Yeah, there, I, I, there's a couple things I want to mention, actually. I mean, the, the one thing to mention is James was trying to convince Owen to to do the rice. Maybe you were about to say this, but um, but yeah, James is trying to convince Owen. And it's it's a very blatant, obvious attempt to get Owen to not do the challenge so they can vote him out. And Owen's not an idiot, so he does the challenge. Good for him. Um, something I would love to see more. Like, I, I think about... Something I was thinking about is what would Boston Rob do if he were in the majority alliance and trying to get people to not do the challenge? I'd love to see people be a little more in in your face about it, where like something I'd consider is like, all right, like, how about this? Like, 
we can all like like on the count of three, raise your hand. If you raise your hand, you're you're not participating in the challenge. Um, but if you don't, if you participate and you're not one of these people that's gonna sacrifice themselves, then we get more rice than you. Everyone who sits out is gonna get more rice. Can can we all agree that that's a fair thing? And you know, like try to use your sway in the tribe as part of the majority alliance to get people to do what you want them to do. Now. I don't know. That's maybe a little too bold. Maybe that's going to get you voted out pretty quick. But um, I, I would love to, I would love to see it. I, I agree. I'd like to see some more, you know, finagling and, and haggling with it um, mm-hmm. and maybe a little more nuanced approach from people like James who want someone specifically to to step up yes, and, right. and sit out. And not just say, yeah, oh, and you're protected. No one's like, no, I'm not. You voted for me twice. <laughs> I'm not taking anything you say seriously. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like all the people that immediately stepped up to sit out, I feel like they could have, like, they could have done it. They could have milked it more. Like, like, oh, like, hey, we need this rice, everyone. We're all starving. Like, hey, listen, I'm willing to be one of these people, but I really want to compete. And I will. That's what Sammy did. That's basically how Sammy did it. No, but then be like, I will step up and do this if i get like one extra portion of rice myself or something like use it gotcha, to yeah. to like get a little something out of it and and uh i yeah i don't know that's i don't know if i would have done that but i i think i think, you could I think it's a risky game to play mm-hmm. because people are always looking for any reason to vote somebody out and demanding an extra cup of rice being the downfall of your game That'd be pretty hard to live with. But one one other small counterpoint to this: How often does has have people in the past gotten voted out for being too selfless? Uh, oh yeah, I will step up and do this. I will trade my you know reward I just won and give it to you because I'm such a good guy. And then everyone's like, "Man, that was an amazing thing that Teebs just did. We got to get him out. He's being he's too much. He's too good. He's being too good. We got to get him out." Where like if you can be a little bit not not that you're being a jerk or anything, but if you like like that could be a reason that you are as a, a poor social move, like a slight ding on your social game that like could be okay and a reason to not vote you out actually. So I was thinking about that actually. I'd ha- I have I'd have to look back. I don't know if anyone's been voted out immediately specifically because of that, mm-hmm. but it gets people noticing, especially the when people give up their reward for somebody right. else yeah um and doesn't always come up but people it's a big gesture that people always notice mm-hmm. i think the biggest thing in a case like this is not like oh he's being selfless let's target him is you're actively making yourself vulnerable when you have a chance to be safe sure and so sure. if if owen had volunteered what whether at james is urgent or not it's he could be then be voted out because he allowed himself to be able to be voted out. I think that's probably the, the thing that yeah. I'm, that is probably more the, more the case. That's that's fair. So, something else I am I'm thinking about this. Oh, I'm thinking about this more and more and I feel like it depends who you are a little bit too where let's take like Rupert for example from famous Rupert who Rupert's like the hero of Survivor almost like so like too much so where if Rupert were to step up and be like, I will sacrifice myself for the <laughs> tribe and I, yeah, I don't need to compete. I want you guys to eat. 
everyone's gonna be like eye roll like eye rolls and like okay rupert like we you gotta go um but like someone like sammy for him to do that i think that was perfectly fine he's not he's no rupert like if anything he's i, I mean again maybe i'm misjudging sammy but he's not like socially beloved by his tribe or anything for being the hero all the time well, I, th- I think rupert would get eye rolls but then they would be like oh of course of course rupert's going to yeah. do that yeah i i get i get what you're saying though but i f- but i think it was just not the best example but because rupert is that's fair like, like maybe maybe like if, se- if, if any if any player in survivor history is going to give up their own immunity for the tribe to get a little bit of rights, mm-hmm. it's going to be rupert Totally agree. Uh, yeah. So the challenge itself never really one that's all that fun to watch, except when Joe Anglin passes out from concentrating too hard. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that was that was his challenge, wasn't it? I think you're right. I think yeah. you're right. Um. So it comes down comes down to Cody and Owen. Cody's ball drops during one of the transitions. Owen wins, which is lovely for him. Bad for Janine, as I think. Can't remember who said it. I didn't mark it down. Somebody said it, but mm-hmm. it's a good it's a good point. And Gabler's word, and another. Another bit of wisdom from our, our guy Gabler. As long as my name doesn't hit parchment, I'm moving forward. <laughs> you nailed it, buddy. Love it. Absolutely nailed it. Obviously, yeah. you can get votes without going home, but yeah, if your name is does not go on the parchment, yes, obviously you're gonna be in the it's, game. Love it's this that guy. Simple. It's that simple. Everyone take notes. Yeah. Just don't have people put your name down and you and you'll be fine. Yeah. Even in a quiet episode for him, he's he got at least one gem in. This this dude is is the best. Love him. Love love the guy. Uh, so pre tribal Janine is kind of the easy vote, and everyone agrees to it basically instantly. So easily, in fact, that Ryan decides ah, fifteen minutes of strategizing is enough. I'm gonna go fish for two and a half hours. What are you doing? This this is what we alluded to earlier on. We say he's not very good at the game. This is the worst time to go fishing right before tribal actively separating yourself from the tribe. And I don't know if he realizes how close he was to being voted out almost because he just wasn't there. He gave people free reign to target him because he wasn't there to just be around and make them wary of, t- of talking. He went to the ocean for two hours to fish because rice is good, but fish is better. Dude, come on. I feel like Ryan like he in somewhere in his mind at some point he was like all right this is a good strategy i don't even think he knew it was going to be janine or waited to see who it was going to be like he just knew he was going to get it done go fish and maybe maybe he realizes he's not that good at this part of the game and and by this part of the game i mean the game of survivor in general (laughs) and so maybe he's thinking like all right i'm good at fishing I'm just going to I'm going to show my tribe that I'm a reliable vote and I'm going to go provide food for them and just leave me out of the game of survivor strategy talk and all of this. But, uh, yep, poor, poor Ryan. I feel like in tribal council, it kind of hit him as Jeff was kind of taking subtle digs at Ryan in tribal council. I think he realized what he did, but getting, getting ahead of ourselves here a little bit. Yeah, so it's basically just Janine is kind of the thought. And then we get um, the episode title actually comes from a misspelled word, not anything anybody said. Did you catch this? No, I didn't know what the episode title is. The episode title is preposterous, misspelled, P-R-O-P. 
and when Sammy and Cody are painting the, I think it's the raft, they have nice. preposterous misspelled, which for, for one, <laughs> how did they come to preposterous as a, as just a single word to use? That's, that's funny. You know, I, I totally forgot about the raft painting thing in general. That was kind of a hilarious little side. Thing. And then did, did you catch what the bottom line below it was? Remind me. Live to, number two, live to get radical. That's a that's Cody written all over it. Love And then, and then Sam, when they're painting there, Sammy goes, it's going to be dope, bro. I just want it to look sick as hell. It's like <laughs> that, that whole scene was like 20 seconds and it's hysterical. Those and he goes, yeah, it's gonna it is gonna be sick as hell. What an interaction! This these this is the kind of stuff that like I want more of. And and sometimes I mean Survivor production and casting, good job. You've you've you know like you got Sammy and Cody and Gabler and some of these personalities, but these these are the kind of personalities I feel like we don't have enough of still. I I I need more of that in in my life in Survivor. Oh, so good. I would agree. I would agree. Um, and th- th- these are the moments where if we get to say the final five and we hear Cody and Sammy talking about how close they are, mm-hmm. you can look back at moments like this mm-hmm. that, Oh yeah, they, we saw them, you know, building that friendship. We've had times, I think it was, it was Heather and, and somebody where they talked talk about how close they were. It's like, well, when did that happen? We never saw that. Yeah. And just showing little hints at it, at least to some, at least to show the audience that there's something there so it doesn't feel completely out of the blue if you see this you know strong bond between two players later on in the game yeah and maybe it's sure. nothing maybe it's just a fun scene and nothing comes from it but if it does come from it we have some have a building block for it at least but I think, incredible, I think incredible you're, moment. you're totally right i think a tricky thing is uh survive you know survivor they know they know who wins and who goes far and they want to write the most compelling story they can and show us how we got to this point. I feel like you and I and Jared have gotten very good at reading these things, which is kind of, you know, unfortunate in that it feels like it gives away a little bit of what's coming and, and who I feel like we have some good insider knowledge of who's going to go home and who's not going to go home. And that's not always true, but, but often I think, I think it is. Um, yeah. I think they've gotten better the last couple of seasons because like Erica and Marianne both kind of came out of nowhere that to, is to win the game. But there are there are extremes. I mean, like Heather, everyone knew from episode like two or three, oh, they're just never going to show her. She might go far, but she's not going to win. She's not going to be important to the game that Survivor wants to show. And then like um, Wendell and, and Tommy, Tommy Sheehan from Ghost Island and I mean, the idols, like everybody picked those two to win the game and they won the game. Some people just kind of seem presented as a winner. So yeah, there, there are, there are instances, but I think they're doing, I think it's, I think they're doing a fine job and not kind of showing their hand. Like, like right now I would say Carla and Jesse are probably in whichever order you want to put them in the driver's seats for, for winning the game, but there's still 10 people left. A lot, a lot can happen. And maybe they're trying to get, their story in before they go out next episode when two people go home that's true that's yeah these are are some good good points um like i feel like there's still some people left in the game who we have not gotten that much air time from and 
like uh, Cassidy is a really good example. She's gotten her fair share, but she's gotten eh, a little more as as of late. But yeah, James, still not a lot. James kind of similar. Like you know, he's solid, but he's not gotten a ton. It's it's like I would be totally shocked if one of those two ended up winning the game. I think there's almost no chance. Even even Noel a little bit. I think um, Noel is getting a lot of screen time. And a lot of, I think, positive screen time, but doesn't feel like winner moments. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I, I like her a lot. I'd be happy if she, she pulls it out. She's been a lot of fun, but yeah, they're not sure. they're not framing her as a potential winner, I, I wouldn't say. Yep. Uh, so so Sammy is talking. Um, Sammy thinks that maybe they should, they should target target Ryan. He doesn't want Janine to go out. He wants to make this make this movie he was talking about earlier in the early in the episode. And he thinks Ryan is a good good idea. Thinks the damage control would be easier. Ryan is more focused on fish than the game. And he's talking to Carly and Carly goes, look around, where is he? He's out fishing. You know, this is kind of the get down a brass tacks and and get you, get your shit together before somebody gets voted out of the game. Again, don't need to rehash that. Um and Sammy says to Carla, what do you think about Ryan? You know, I don't want it to seem like I'm trying to break away from the group already as he pitches breaking away from the group, which is a weird phrase to use when that's exactly what you're doing. Yeah. I get he wanted to soften it, but right when when you're breaking up the group, don't phrase it as I don't want to break up the group. And I was luck- worried. Sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say luckily Carla was a little more was perceptive to the idea or the possibility of the idea. But you you say that phrase to the wrong person, yeah, and that target flips right back on onto you. I was I was nervous for Sammy as he was saying this to Carla. I was like, oh gosh, here, this is the beginning of Sammy's downfall. But I I think he approached the right person when he you know I was like okay I was I I was trying to put myself in Carla's shoes right as it was happening, and I think it's a perfectly reasonable thing for her to go along with it and do it and she can kind of like keep her hands free but be a you know one of the catalysts to make it happen um but for her to at that point be like to just go against sammy is also kind of a bold play this is sammy we're talking about it could get back to him now we could have a carla versus sammy war and carla i think wants to try to stay under the radar a little bit still and i think she did a good job and to Sammy's credit, maybe he realized all of these things and, you know, approached the right person in the right way. And, and yeah, nothing bad came of it for him. Yeah, no, that's a good point that, that he maybe didn't get lucky with Carla, that he calculated who would be the right person to, to approach with that. Um, and just as easily as people jumped on the Janine train, everyone seems more than willing to, to flip the vote to Ryan, except for Cody. He still wants to leave the vote on Janine. He thinks she's too smart, too sneaky, too whatever, that a lot of times these players on the outs can cause some serious damage because they're they're a free agent. They've got nothing to lose at a certain point in the game. They can do whatever they want, and it might be like this where they get voted out almost unanimously, or it might be, I'm trying to even think of an example off the top of my head, which I can't, but there's, there's room for them to maneuver and kind of get back in the game if you let them. And I think he wanted to, you know, keep his foot on the on the proverbial neck, if you will, and just get get that last kind of you know person out of the game. Um, 
James starts to come back around to the vote. You know, he knows Ryan is with him. Voting out Ryan is voting out getting rid of a, a solid vote for you, which is at this point in the game, you can't really discount that. What did you think heading into tribal? Because that's kind of where it, where it ended. Do you think it was going to stay on Janine, flip to Ryan? I was I was very unsure. Um, before before I give more thoughts on that, I, I want to hear what you th- if you were in this game and you were a part of that seven majority alliance, what would you do? Would you be someone who's like, oh, oh, everyone, like Ryan, sure, whatever, let's do it, or would you? stick up for ryan and be like that doesn't make any sense let's we gotta we gotta think about this some more and do janine what would you do it's a cop-out answer it would depend on my positioning like with cody and jesse for example they're in a great position there's no need for them to rock the boat Mm -hmm. they can just stick to janine it's the easy vote everyone's on board um but if i'm in if i'm in um who's even in the seven say um Say like James' position, James. I mean, that's more where it gets a little, little more questionable, um, because Ryan is a vote. But where are you in that seven hierarchy? Mm-hmm. Are you just voting out someone outside of it, and you're going to stay at five, six, seven out of that seven, or could you, you know, pull in Janine and create your own majority or an even split, even, and you know get a little power back I, I so depending on on your positioning i i was not i would not be opposed to breaking up the seven at this point in the game um it just depends on which which spot you're in in that seven i think um like cassidy i think cassidy was right for wanting to vote ryan or she was she was in the seven wasn't she? she yeah she's in the seven she wanted to go ryan yeah yeah i i think i think she was probably the most reasonable person to make that switch. Um, so I, I do get sit, you know, not ignoring the fact that, um, you know, Ryan had voted for her. I, I still think she, she was probably the one where it made the most sense for her to want to switch. Sure. But I think this is an okay time to make that type of move, depending on your position. Like if you're in a good spot, wait of another vote or two to really start slitting throats. Sure. I uh I I mostly disagree with you on this. I think I think they were smart as a whole to not go Ryan. I think you know you're weighing Ryan versus Janine. Ryan, the guy who does not get how to play Survivor, and you know there's there's something to be said about keeping around strong. If you're a strong player, keeping around other strong players in general, so that you know is kind of shield. You don't want to be the only strong player left with a bunch of dummies surrounding you because then you're the obvious target. But you're you're talking about Janine, who is a solid play, strategic player on the opposing alliance. And like you're saying, you give her some time, she will find her way in. She will steal some people and, and you could find yourself on the bottom all of a sudden. I think it is not the time to make a move i'm not going to call it a big move because it's not a big move ryan is not a big move ryan is the easy vote who's out fishing and he's not a good player of survivor it's just like oh let's yeah sure why not let's get ryan out like no like if sammy were to go to carla and and say hey 
Jesse is going to be a huge problem later. Let's get, he, you know, he's a little wishy-washy. Let's get this dude out. He could be a big problem to our games. That's a big move. But Ryan, not so much. I think it's too soon for this. You're, you're giving up a, like a free ticket more or less to go a few rounds further. Um, so that is why I would not have done it. And I actually think I would have spoken up, not been like a huge dick about it or anything, but just like voiced my opinion, like who did this? Cody did this and James did this. Maybe just or Cody. sticking up for sticking up for Ryan and be like, no, let's no, this is so yeah. I mean, I don't want to do this. Cody like, didn't really stick up for Ryan. He stuck up. To, to stick with the Janine vote, yes, but yes, sa- same result, but yeah. Yep, that's what I'm talking about. I would have yeah. done that, like, like you know, you can do that without being like, no, you guys are idiots, don't do that. I'm like, I'm not going to go, basically you can be like, I'm not going to go blow it all up if you all really want to do this, sure. But like, this is, I don't agree. I think we should do this in here. I think we should stick with Janine and here's why. Um, I think I that's what I would have done. Okay, I think I answered your question incorrectly. I was thinking, sure, in more general terms versus this specific situation, which should have been the obvious way to think about it. I do think, for exactly what you laid out, that yes, keeping Ryan was a smart choice. I was answering it in more this point in the game. Yeah, I think it's an okay time to make a move, but yes. Now that I think about it the way you intended me to think about it, I would agree that someone like Ryan, who is just detached from the game, mm-hmm. keep him around. Because yeah. also, the thing with the physical threats is, aside from the actual challenge beasts, you know, mm-hmm. the Joes, the Terrys, Culpeppers, um, whoever else there is, how often do people who are challenge beasts actually just win a bunch of challenges in a row? And how and how how often do they even win one challenge? F- furthermore, let's let's go back to Cassidy. You know, and and I get that Cassidy wants Ryan out because Ryan voted for Cassidy. As you know, and and maybe I'm selling Cassidy short on her challenge beast status, but if you're someone who's not going to be winning challenges in general, I think you want someone like Ryan around. You want Ryan to win the challenges. So other people who are good at challenges and and also good at the game of Survivor are not winning challenges. You don't want Owen winning those challenges. If you're Cassie, it's the worst thing that could happen, and it did happen. You want Ryan to win the challenges because who cares if Ryan wins the challenges? It, he can win every challenge from now until the end of Survivor, and I guarantee you he's not winning Survivor. There's, there's no way. Um, we've seen it before. We've seen people who are good at challenges and bad at the game. It's not enough to win the game. And and it shouldn't be. Um, so you got you gotta keep Ryan. He's the perfect person you want to keep in the game, especially if he's in your alliance at that moment. So we get the tribal oh. council. Oh yes. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was I was gonna come back to what your question earlier. I truly had no idea who was going home. Oh yeah. I, I was person. actually I was actually leaning towards Ryan going home just with the way they edited it. I, I don't know. I was like, kind of like, oh gosh, they're all really just going to do Ryan, aren't they? And I was surprised. So anyways. And we typically don't talk much about tribal council because usually it's a whole bunch of nothing that gets said. It's everyone saying the same thing without trying to draw heat, but still appeasing Jeff who doesn't cut the cameras and yell at you to give him a better answer. <laughs> um, but Ryan talked about fishing again, saying if I, 
if I bring back a bounty, they'll see that and they'll keep me in the game. I you mentioned earlier that that you thought that you'd be getting it. I don't know that he gets it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like there's a moment where like the way Jeff worded his like question to Ryan, I, I don't know exactly what he said. It was like, so Ryan, what exactly were you doing out like <laughs> out there for so long or something like that? And and then Ryan gave that answer, and then Jeff was like, Oh, interesting. Well, well, you know, Ryan, like like, yeah, that's great. You're getting all that food. Like, who knows what they're talking about back on the island? Like, they could be voting you out for all you, plotting to vote you out for all you. And, like, it felt like there was a moment where he was like, oh, gosh, am I actually on the chopping block here? That's and, fair. I, but maybe maybe not. Maybe maybe I am giving Ryan too much credit here. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, so Janine's voted out. Cassidy voted with Janine for Ryan. And that was interesting. Very I, interesting. I didn't realize that until you said that. Yeah, I was I was looking up the votes before we got on just to see who was the the dummy to vote for Ryan. I can't I can't think that Cassidy's really left out of that vote. Do you think you know their their alliance really thought she was gonna give that much pushback and they they actually led her to believe that they were going Ryan, and then they're just like, ah, nah, let's let's actually go Janine, but not tell Cassidy because she's gonna make waves here i don't know i mean if they did that that's basically saying like that's basically telling cassidy you're yeah, out next a big f you to cassidy which yeah is which is play. an interesting way to to approach things i like to Who think knows? that cassidy was just you know protest a, a protest vote, vote. <laughs> <laughs> just like screw you guys you're wrong we should be voting ryan which is a bold play ryan's gonna find out probably about this and Probably do nothing about it because he's going to go fishing. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I kind of hope it was a protest vote just because that would be funnier to, yeah. to see to see the, how that plays out after the fact. Um, but, yeah, I really hope – I feel like every episode there's a vote where I, I tell Jared, I really hope we see what happens after this and then we never see what happens. Unless it's a huge explosive moment like it's a, like it's a 6-5 vote and that last vote went the went the way that it, the other way that they expected it to now it's just a, a pointless vote in the in the grand scheme of things didn't affect anything so we probably won't see anything but i would love to see cassidy's explanation yeah. or some sort of fireworks back at camp afterwards as to why she voted for ryan you know maybe we will but i'm not holding yeah. my breath on that one it's possible i like to think we don't get that stuff as much anymore because most people have learned by through watching survivor to to not explode after it doesn't go their way and they they're more like oh crap i was not a part of this i need to work my way back in and just kind of play it cool or whatever the case may be whatever the case may be chris it's a not a good episode of lost All right, how do you feel about me picking up on that instantly i love i love that you picked up on that it's a i uh yeah it's a, it's it. There's one good thing about that episode that I will not say on on the show, but yeah, it's a, it's not it's not a good episode. I'll have to ask you about that after we record. I know yeah. I know it's an episode and I know the general plot, but I don't know what you're talking about. We'll I'm see. If you can, we'll see if you can figure it out later. So one thing I noticed again is no shot in the dark, not even a mention of it, which I'm not complaining about, but I, it's almost like there's actively choosing to ignore it. I honestly 
forgot it existed. Like I, I I'm dead serious that until you mentioned it earlier, I had a moment earlier as we were just talking like, Oh yeah, that is still a thing. I honestly forgot. And I was blissfully unaware that it was, yeah, there's a thing still. So. Yeah. I, th- I just think it's, it's weird. I feel like this would have been the time for Janine to use it. Yeah. Because either you're safe and, but you had every reason to believe you weren't safe. So you can't, people can't really get pissed off at you for not trusting them because you had no reason to trust them or your vote is meaningless and you're either safe and you live to fight another day or you go home anyway. You are absolutely correct. I wish they just get rid of the dumb thing. I hope they're not holding on to it until someone does it successfully. I think the first time that's going to happen, it's just going to piss me off. I'm going to be so mad about it. And Unless it's like Cody, who you, who does it successfully the first time. Yeah, I mean... Just, just mitigate, yes, mitigate a little I'll bit. I'll be pumped that it's someone I like, but I'm not going to be pumped because you should have gone home, Cody, and, and you lost the game fair and square, and here we are. Someone else is now going home because you got super lucky. Yeah, well, I, I'm curious to see if that's going to stick around because it's just, it, it's become an absolute nothing burger for the yeah. entire entire run of its existence so far. I can imagine nothing worse than getting to be on Survivor, playing a good game, doing all the right things, and you are in the majority alliance and you're you're they're doing what you want them to do. Someone plays the shot in the dark successfully and they throw their bullet at you and you go home. That I I couldn't I wouldn't be able to But Chris, to. how is that different from being idly idle out of the game? It is different. It is different, Teebs. Did have you and I talked about this or I, or I was hope I, talking to I, was, I was trying to lay it on thick. I hope you sensed the tone of my voice that I was agreeing with you. But oh, okay. that'd be an argument people could make is well, it's the same as me playing idol and throw my one vote at you there. It's not. It was very unfortunate what happened to Suri, but that is a part of it. And part of Suri's game is not getting advantages, and it is what it is. Sorry, Suri. <laughs> You're awesome still. All right. Any any last thoughts on this episode? Hmm. Another good episode. Very much enjoyed it. Um. Yeah, we got a lot of fun interactions. Not a lot of, you know, no island visits with or trips or whatever you call them, and people just interacting, strategizing. Um. Some good personal moments. Yeah. Good solid episode. Always good. Did you watch the the next time on preview? I did. I did. Yes. So next week, we've got two immunities, two people going home. So we'll see. I don't have high hopes. I think it's going to be a disappointing episode because I feel like they've fumbled the bag recently on these double eliminations. We'll see. They've done it successfully before. But if they do the the split tribals where five people compete and five people can compete and those are your tribal council groups, I hate that. I hate that too. So I hope that's not what it is, but I feel like that's going to be what it is. I think there's a chance that who's left in the minority alliance right now? Owen. Owen, Gabler, Noel. And a decent half of Samia, yes. Decent chance Noel and Owen both go home next episode. Or two out of three of them, but not Gabler, because why would you get rid of Gabler? Yeah, yeah, depending how the how the group shake out. Yeah. So we'll see. 
But if that's the one dud episode of the season, that'd be the one I I would predict it to be because of the the setup for it. So I won't be too disappointed in the grand scheme of things. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, before we sign off, though, Chris, did you see the Australian Survivor news? I was hoping you're going to bring it up. I'm very excited about this. We and keep you? getting little bits and pieces here and there. First, it was early 2023. Now we have January 2023. Next thing that's got to come, either premiere date or the cast. So it's we're done with this episode. If you don't care about Australian Survivor, which you should, you can sign off now. You should. You're, you're good. You should care. It's it's, it's very fun. Heroes versus villains next season. Cannot wait. I think I I don't know if this has been confirmed yet, but I think it's a half returning cast, half new cast. Ooh, interesting. Which I don't like for this. I theme. don't like that either. But it's still gonna be good. Yes. And because th- they've got some great potential for the heroes and villains. I and, they... and what with 24 people, you get you get 12 returning players, which is three quarters of an, or yeah, three quarters of an entire survivor us survivor season cast. They have some phenomenal characters on Australian survivor, some true heroes and true villains. And, Oh, it's, I have very high hopes for, which is why I want a full returning cast for for the season. And maybe it could be, um, but that I just remember reading that it was like a rumor this was months ago now. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, but January 2023, it's got to be, what, eight weeks away or so from, from right now? Something along those lines. Can't wait. We'll see if we can fit in our coverage. We'll see what the schedule's like, what our I, schedule's like. I will be trying. That would be those, super fun to do. Those three episodes a week are, are tough That's to keep up lot. with. Um, but yeah, so we'll we'll be at least discussing that from time to time as as more more gets revealed. But Chris, thanks again for joining us. I'm thank you for having another, me. Another time. I'm sure we'll we'll talk to you again either this season or or Aussie in 2023. Mm-hmm. Um I think we'll be back to our regular schedule next week and for the rest of the season. We'll see what happens, but next week for sure. Um and then I think with Thanksgiving week will be the same, but we will see if anything's different. Let you know as always. Um but be sure you're subscribed so if anything does change, you will know about it right away apple spotify and re listen follow us on twitter at llama talk pod on instagram at talking llama pod and for chris kuna this is matt hambage we'll see you next time for another scoop of the crispy